Welcome to Mike Paper Scissors. Ready to rock this out one more time. Got my boys B Rock and Abdur. Ready to dig in. Ready to dig into some black culture. What's good, fam? How we doing? All right. Brock. Yo. What you want what you want to talk about? Man, I mean, I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about um everything that's going on in Wisconsin, man. From the um the police shooting to uh, the aftermath with um, Kyle Rittenhouse the day after. I think I think we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't speak on that. <clears throat> um, so for you know, if you live under a rock and you don't know that uh, a young black man was, was shot in the back seven times by the police up in Wisconsin. Um. Jacob Blake, unfortunately, he he's paralyzed from the from the waist down, I believe. And yeah. One of the most messed up things is the police had the nerve to handcuff this dude to his bed, which makes absolutely no sense in the world. Yo, man, they thought he was gonna roll out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Listen, I mean, all proto- all protocol ain't good protocol. Right. They're right. I'm sure there's a protocol for that. Although like like Abdul said, man, I mean, just because it's a protocol in place does not mean that you can't exercise some form of fashion of common sense and in that particular so, instance, common sense and compassion. Well, there's a human element missing. Well, that and that's it. There's, there's a human element that's been removed from how we are dealt with with police. Not absolving the gentleman for whatever past he's had. Um, that's not what I'm going to do or go into. But you know, there's still a certain level of humanity in dealing with any other human being, even the good and the bad. This and is we true. Have to start to separate the the differences between uh, somebody committing a crime and being held accountable, and a cop being able just to clap somebody on the street because. They just feel like that's what they want to do or that's what they've been trained to do. And, and I think it's a little bit of all of the above. Um, so, I mean, it's it's frustrating to a sense because um, we see these things happening all the time and our response is always to jump into the streets. And if we're going to do that, that's fine, but there's never anything else after that. And again, if we're going to be mad about, you know, what the cops is doing, we also have to hold accountable uh, the people putting themselves in these situations. And exactly. I'm not saying that everybody warrants getting shot. That's not that's not the point I'm making or getting beat down. I, I, I have incidents with police when I was walking to college and the cops would run up on me and, 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 and run up in my pockets. And, you know, I'm working. So I had pay stuff. So I was always taught to keep a pay stuff on me because, you know, that's what happens. You know, walking a stick, um, Chris, you know, you know the school. Yeah. And the neighborhood's rough, but I'm going to school, backpack on my back, but I'm still getting looked at and ran on. And, 
So it doesn't make the harassment right. But at the same time, we have to make sure if we understand that, you know, with knowing how the cops are, has to come understand it. So that means we also got to get our house right, too. So there's two sides of the coin to correct us. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that word accountability. But I'm going to tell you, if we're going to be the people that we need to be, we have to hold them accountable. But on the other side of that balance is holding ourselves accountable. And I think it's coming to a point of with this being the age of Aquarius that we got to start talking about just not what we want from them, but what we what we expect from ourselves. Right. And we're going to loop, we're going we're we're to loop back around to that, but I just want to kind of touch back on, on, on Jacob Blake's thing. So he, he was, he was breaking up a, a altercation. I guess he was playing peacemaker with some people. I've heard two different stories, but that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So police come, I guess he had a outstanding warrant on him allegedly. And so the police try to try to apprehend him. He he walked. I heard there was a, a scuffle. The cops tried to say there was a little scuffle. He put one in a headlock. Now, now this is where the story gets twisted. He puts a cop in a headlock, huh? Um then he walks around to his car to try to get in his car. I'm, I'm guessing he was gonna take off. And they decide to drop seven in his back because he posed yeah, a, he, he posed a threat as he was walking away from them. I don't know. All right, so I gotta give my I gotta give my my two cents on it, and it's really just more so echoing what Abdul was saying. I'm not sitting here justifying the actions of the police at any at in any shape, form, or fashion. I mean, to to shoot that man seven times in the back is overwhelmingly egregious. Um, and I'm not saying, and I've I've had a lot of people say, oh, well, if he were white, um, this wouldn't have been the case. And what I want to get on is this. Um, I think we, especially here as of late, we, we are saying, oh, well, if this person was white, this wouldn't have been the the instance and i want us to realize that as an old head told me once if if we're a fifth we'd all be drunk that said he wasn't white and i'm not saying that the treatment is fair by any shape form or fashion but we know what the treatment is so if you know what today's climate is we gotta do a better job like chris says of playing chess and not checkers. You yep. know what it is out here. You know what they are. So, right. if, I mean, is it worth fighting, walking away, failing to comply, whatever you want to call it? Is it worth those seven shots? Or could you have fought that shit in court? Like, seriously. Seriously, at the end of the day, I want to get home to my people. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll deal with that other shit. If there was some police misconduct, I see your ass in court. You'll be paying me for the rest of my life. Mm. But, if I'm, but if I'm dead, but if I'm dead, or you've changed my quality of life because I'm a paraplegic, what does that do for me? What, what point did I prove? You know, now, I, and, and I, I get what everybody's saying. Yo, he... You know, he, he was walking away, his back was turned, this, that, and the other. I get that. But I, I also am quick to say that I, I feel like we as a people very much so function in our emotions. 
And you could tell that that was yeah. a very emotionally volatile situation where I, I, I couldn't hear the words, but just reading body language and reading people. At one point when he was on the passenger side of the car, the police officer grabbed his arm. He kind of yanked away. You know how, and, and I hate to say it because I feel like I'm comparing him to a child. But have you ever seen like a parent grab their child by the arm and then the child kind of yank away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it looked like to me. Like, like, he, like he was throwing a fit. Like, yo, get off me, yo! And I'm, and when I'm walking, I'm walking to my car now. I, I, I'm of this rule of thumb, and I might not have always been this. Matter of fact, I know I wouldn't always this way. Maybe I'm getting older and just a little more reserved. But if I have uniformed individuals with weapons pointed at me, I'm complying. I deal with that shit in court because right now. If I have uniformed personnel with weapons pointed at me, chances are I can't win this this situation. There, chances are this is going to end bad for me. And, and, and this is where I, I think where my perspective is the accountability. And this isn't to absolve the officers. The officers are dead wrong. You shoot a man in his back. You're a coward. You know what I'm saying? Even if you fought, you punched you in the face, whatever it is, you're the trained one. So if you can't handle it, you need to go back to the people that trained you and says, listen, this is inadequate. Right. So we can deal with them in our own capacity. But I just want to deal with our beloveds for a second, with our people. So we are too emotional. And this is the issue. So you know you have bad paperwork out on there. It's not a mystery. If I'm the walking individual, I have these things that are on my back. I've committed crimes. I've done these things. So I know interaction with police can go potentially wrong. So as soon as these officers confront me and they realize who I am and I have my babies in the car, the first thing that I have to do is to secure myself and my children's lives and make sure that this doesn't go, go poorly. So the first thing I'm going to do is you have to comply, but you have to do it and say like, listen, my children are in the car. You have to make sure that your hands are steady and out. And if they do take your life, Lord forbid, you didn't do anything to give them any kind of narrative because that even in itself will help fuel the effort to get this equality thing right. But if we keep reacting and we keep not being smart, we're going to keep getting held down and we're going to keep fighting these same stupid perpetual battles. We're going to keep finding ourselves marching and nobody's holding anybody accountable and teaching these guys like, listen, if if you've done nothing wrong to present yourself as such, stand on your square, stand up as a man and and conduct yourself because trust and believe. If uniformed officers is coming near me, I'm going to conduct myself as a man that has nothing to hide and I'm going to deal with them as men. And if, it, if they cross the line and trying to harm me, then I have a right to defend myself. Now, that's a different story. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing people that don't know how to, to conduct themselves on one hand and then officers that are supposed to be trained, and they also can't conduct themselves in the other way. There's unpredictability on both ends. Right. We have to balance that scale some way. And they're not going to balance it on their end. You know, right. so we have to and start to hold ourselves to a, to a better account and maybe start teaching our kids not, not to be yes, sir, yes, ma'am to the officers and cowtail to them. So you look them in the eye, officer, how can I help you? Right. Especially you if you know you're innocent. If you exactly. know there's so nothing you can stand you've on your square. So you're that's right. the part that I'm dealing with. And, I, and again, we can, the, the, the stuff with the police, the training, the fact that they use black faces when they're, in their lineups, when they're shooting and they're, and they're discharging their weapons for training, the fact that the first thing they do is to grab their weapon. You know what I'm saying? You go to a domestic dispute, you're going for your weapon, you should be coming in with tasers. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be going in Well, armed. supposedly, supposedly the police report says that he did get tased first. And he got tased with no... Um, with no reaction, he shook the taser off. Well, then let's go to them. Let's go to the martial arts and subdue him. 
I right. swear, isn't that? Right. I, I used that, to watch that, Police that, Academy that, as a that, kid. That, that, even that in, a, even in a comedy, even right. in that comedy Police Academy, you saw them training and learning how to take people down. So where is that? Yeah, none bro, of these officers uh, seem like they have Academy, any trained techniques. So I'm Re- missing something. Right, Police Academy, Reno 911, something. Right. <laughs> so so the, if the fight, if the fighting cops can take people down to a degree, then how come the serious ones are struggling so much? So right. again, accountability on both sides, and, and and it's not a funny situation. This is sad. It's exhausting. It, it right. really is. And I, and, I just and I want us to stop a lot of people. I I want us to realize what's going on. I know some people will say, "Oh, well, that's the battle we're fighting because we aren't treated the same." Okay, cool. I understand that. We we all understand we are not treated the same. If you know that, then don't go out here and think that you can act like them and it's going to be Gucci on the other there's, end. There's power in that information in itself. Right. Just so you, you know how it is. You should know how to move. If you know that there's some loose boards on the floor and you can fall through them, you walk around those boards. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean that the boards don't need to be fixed. Fix it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, but at the point, where if you can't fix right now, at least let's try to avoid falling through those holes. Right. Yeah, I you guess know, at, so. I guess at times we 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 feel like we can do what they can do. They can talk shit to the cops. We can't. No, and no, we can't. No. We got to <laughs> stop thinking we can. Like you said, I mean, is it fucked up? Yes. But complying and 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 before we go any further not all cases are cases where somebody didn't comply because a lot of cases oh, of people course. did comply yeah, uh, of, of course, course of course of course i am specifically referring to the instances where people are not and that's where because we we get behind every instance as if the individual on the reciprocating end of some police brutality or just, you know, just egregious action was just crystal clean, and that's not always the case. Right. Oh, remember we talked about Philando Castillo? Yeah. Up in up in many up in Minnesota, he had a he had a, a, a legal um firearm on him and he informed the cop that he had one. Now, after that, and Brock, me and you talked about this. In that case, after he informed that cop. He was not supposed to move an inch. I don't Mm-mm. care. He said, Re- "Get me, get your license, gun, whatever." I'm not nope. reaching for nothing. Nope. I've been in that situation before. I mean, anybody who's listened to this podcast since I've been on it knows that I'm a gun-toting Texan. <laughs> I mean, to the <laughs> to the core. And um, I've been pulled over and like, "Hey, um, Mr. Garden, do you have a gun?" Yes. All right. Can you hand me your license and registration? Nope. But you are more than welcome to get it. <laughs> you are more than welcome. You do whatever you need to do. But I'm not reaching for a damn thing. But see, and that's the thing. For me, I, and, see, and again, it's about training yourself. So even subconsciously, I keep my stuff easily accessible. So before they even run up on the door, my paperwork is out. I don't even want to have the conversation with you. Like I said, I'm not dealing with y'all. Here's the paperwork. I know the routine. You know the routine. You're pulling me over. Was I speeding? Was I not seeing that roller red light? Tell me in the paperwork. Here's my license of registration. And you go about your day. I go about my day. There's not even really a lot of words that need to be. No, I don't need to see what you want to ask me. Just put it on the paperwork. Charge me for it. Don't, you know, I'll pay it or I won't pay it. I'll fight it. Like, I'm, I'm not reaching. I'm not doing anything. There's, a, there's certain ways that you can safeguard and protect yourself. Not always. He can run up on the side of my door and then that's it. But I'm going to make sure that I assure myself on my end. 
And that's the part that we're missing. You have to shore yourself up on your end. You have to be smarter. Right. And and right. We're, we're, we're way too emotional. And everything is just built off of emotion. And these people are moving in strategy. You know, the masters, I'm saying. Not the masses. A lot of people they... are pausing. They're moving off of emotion as well. But there's a lot. There's a strategy out there. And we're getting clipped because of that strategy. And we're Cause... nothing but emotion. And they'll right. shoot you. And... They'll shoot you because they know qualified immunity will protect them. Of course. Right. And, but but again, that emotion spills over to what happened in the days following, where yeah. we you know where we had a shooting, or multiple shootings rather, um, at the protest the following day. Now you know and about it, you know what bothers. I, I mean to break. I mean to stop you, man. But what pisses me off is so the little white kid that came from another town mm-hmm. got dropped off there to come start some shit. He he shoots somebody. So the police are called to come investigate a shooting. Now, immediately, if you see somebody with a gun, I don't care what color they are. If you see them with a gun, you're automatically a suspect. If I'm if I'm going to a shooting and I see you with a weapon, you are a suspect. They walk, yeah. they drove right by this kid. Now, we have to throw the card in there. If he was black, he was a suspect the minute they saw him. Yeah, they would have been looking for him as they were driving by. Their eyeballs would have locked on him as they passed him by, and they would have had that red flag in their head that they have on a red flag for no matter any one of our beloveds that they passed by. And that's the issue. Every, well, no matter what, what we look like or what we're doing, a lot of times they red flag, but for their own people, some of it, there may be blinders on. Even though they right. perpetuate more violence than we do. I agree. But with all of that said, when I say we function in emotions, when I say we, I'm talking about we as a collective. Yeah. Um, the day that this happened, the day after this happened, man, I saw every type of meme, every type of post where it had the white kid just, you know, walking, you know, carefree by the police with blood <laughs> on his hands. Meanwhile, you know, the black guy is walking away from the police and being shot in the back and the police are waving at the white kid and all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all about facts. So, for those of our listeners who are caught up in the emotion and could care less about the facts, just grit your teeth and bear it, because I'm going to give you some stuff. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old shooter. Everybody is saying he should be absolutely, there's no way around it. He should absolutely be Positively be charged with murder, right? Yes, agreed. Okay. Um, probably not going to happen. Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse was there. He wasn't dropped off to quote-unquote start something. Well, I, I won't say exactly why, because no one knows the true-to-life fact outside of the people who were transporting. But yeah. he, he is recorded in front of the police, actually, and by another individual saying that he was there as part of a group that was helping to guard certain storefronts. They were in front of a gas station. They had spiders on the roof. He actually had an aid bag on to help provide aid as well. If you see him when he was running, he actually had his aid bag on. Um, and he and he speaks on that prior to the first shooting. That's a now, crock of shit. Uh, uh, see, there we go. I'm giving you, I'm giving you information, but you get, you you going with the fillers first. Hear me out. So, the first shooting, um is when a guy ran up on him, a guy by the name of um, Joseph Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. 
at whatever point him and Joseph got into it, they had a verbal altercation at, in the parking lot of the gas station. They had a verbal altercation. The kid walks away. This is on video. The kid is walking away. And he's they're moving on to whatever next their next meetup locale is. Then Joseph, um, Joseph throws something at the kid from behind, misses. The kid sees it and starts running, not towards Joseph, away from him. So at this point, again, operating in facts and not emotions. At this point, he's running away from you. Is he a threat? Are you asking us? I'm asking. Nobody, he's running away from running you. No, no, no. I'm following okay. you. So he's running away from Rosenbaum. But let's be real. The kid looked kind of frumpy and unathletic. So obviously, he got caught. <laughs> Rosenbaum caught him. And caught him and cornered him. This is all on video. Um, witnesses, eyewitnesses said Rosenbaum and Rosenbaum grabbed the grabbed the rifle by the barrel. That's when the shots rang out. That's when he got shot. So you're cornered, somebody is thro- throwing an object at your head, and they have their hands on your gun. At that point, you feel at that point, you have every right to defend yourself. Yeah. So uh, so now you got now you got self-defense. Boom. Rosenbaum's down. How about how about your now, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the other one. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you all of that. Rosenbaum's down. Now, um, phone records show he one of the people who called the police to say that somebody got shot was the kid. He immediately got on the phone and said, "Hey, I've shot and killed someone. This is where I'm at." But when you're listening to the video, you hear somebody say, "There he is. Get that motherfucker." He starts running. <laughs> he starts running. That's the that's the video that most of us saw. Because the first video that most of us saw is the kid running, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then somebody runs up, tries to hit him, right? Yeah. He eventually falls, and then they swarm him. One person comes up to him with the skateboard. Um, that kid um that came up to him with the skateboard swung the skateboard at him. Is a skateboard a deadly weapon? No, a skateboard is not a deadly weapon, but I ask each each one of you grown men on this on this line, if you boxing the dude and he is on the ground and you have a skateboard, who has the advantage? Oh yeah, skateboards are wild. Yeah. Right. All right. So dude with the skateboard swings the skateboard. Boom. He gets shot. Now the other dude comes up, hesitates. The kid hesitates. Then he comes forward and he shoots him in the arm. It's, it, there is, there's actually proof that that dude actually pulled out a pistol and was getting ready to shoot the kid and the kid shot him in his firing arm. Now, mm. if, you want, if you want to talk about malicious intent, that does not reek of malicious intent because he didn't roll over and start shooting randomly. He only shot the individuals that were attacking him. Which, which further goes to self-defense. Now, I know what you were going to say. What about the 17-year-old that has a rifle, right? That okay. is... In is a, that, that, okay. that, that okay. is... Okay, I'm going to give you... Right, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. 17-year-old that has a rifle, that is illegal in the state of Wisconsin, except for a couple of... Um, a couple of laws that allow kids underage to have rifles. Most of them revolve around hunting. Yes. But... Similar to a felon who shoots somebody in a home defense situation, that felon would not be charged for murder. 
However, they would get charged for the illegal firearm because the because the the murder was in the act of self-defense, which is legal. Now, you want to know what an illegal firearm charge is in the state of Wisconsin? Class A misdemeanor. <laughs> that kid is not about to get murdered. And and black folks are about to act the damn fool behind it. When in all actuality, the kid, if you want to look at the facts, he defended himself. The only thing they can get him on is a class A misdemeanor for um, illegal possession of a, of a firearm. That's it. And now, oh, and as far as you said, him coming from another town, um, the town he came from was 30 minutes away, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so the kid with the skateboard, he lived 48 minutes away. Should they both have not been there? If you want to talk about the curfew, oh, well, it was an 8 p.m. curfew. That means I, none of them should have been out there. I, are you are 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 you dropping your seventeen year old kid off in another town? And he got a gun to go. I guess you, pl- hey, play superhero. You just missed what I said. I said none of them should have been out there. Right. To be perfectly no, no, honest. No, 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 to be no. to be perfectly honest. That. To be perfectly honest. I know forty year olds who aren't who aren't equipped to deal with some of the things that go on at protest. Mentally equipped to deal with some of the things that go on at protest. So I hate that this happened because. People's lives are changed forever. People have lost their lives. So if you're asking me, oh, Brock, would you have had your 17-year-old out there? No, I wouldn't have. However, I'm also just talking about the facts surrounding the case. And before everybody gets up in arms about this kid not getting murdered because he's not going to get it, I'm just here to let you know ahead of time. You heard it here first. So don't be pissed off. When he gets a class A misdemeanor, illegal possession of a firearm, and not murder one. That's Rock, all I'm here for. His whiteness is going to save him anyway. Hey, you, you can call what you want. Hold on. That's, that, that's true. But listen, hold on. Let me say something real quick. You can't dispute what Brock is saying. I get where you're I, coming I, from. I, I did. It, I did. No, 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 no. I don't get it. But what I want to say is the importance of having this conversation in the middle of all of this mayhem. Is to is to get us to understand what's going on fully. Every situation right. is not like this, but this will give us more of a perspective on how to deal with maybe another situation down the line, and to have understanding on where we need to show ourselves up. He just cited a few things. He 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 cited gun carrying laws. He cited um, the teenage laws in there, and he also cited um, something else. I can't remember. Yeah, but. What he's dealing with is law and how it's translated. And the parts that we're not understanding is we don't have that aspect of it at all. There's a certain aspect of understanding how law works for, for, for the collective in these situations. And we realize and we end up in outrage when we don't understand the language of how they interpret it. Right. We can't even begin and, to have the system work in our favor so, if we can't understand so shit like this. It's not to absolve the motive. No, not at all. Going in there and feeling like he has the just the audacity to be there like that. See, there's an audacity there, and I think that's the part that has people in an uproar because it's like, yo, what, what is he even doing there like that? Running around, he's 17. He has the audacity. Well, yeah, they're moving like they have the audacity. You know what mm. I mean? You have to mm. understand that. All right, we get it. Now, what are we going to do about it? We can't do the same thing. We can't compare in our arms 
and we can't keep running up on these people, and we can't keep getting upset that they're getting off. Now, now, if you're ready to go out there and be about it, then understand if he pulls one shot, then we better be ready to pull two. Right. And because that's, that's the understanding that's that they're missing. This isn't, this isn't a game. This protesting stuff is not to get out there just to scream. There has to be an end game to it. And what people aren't realizing is if you guys are really ready to bring it to that capacity, you better learn the laws that govern this planet and govern this land. And then understand when they start shooting, you better be ready to shoot back. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not playing. But there's another part that they're protecting themselves with. So there's a perspective that we're missing on the outside of the emotion. I think that's what Brock is getting to. And right. again, it's not absolving the audacity or his whiteness. And of course, he's going to get off. And of course, it's, it's, these things happen. And it's, a lot of times, it isn't our fault because we are not treated equally. But we know this. Right. Know and, that's, this. and that's my thing, man. I'm not absolving a thing. I'm not saying that, oh, his parents should, you know, had every right to let him be out there. Not a, I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is that I want people to, for a second, Get out of your feelings and understand the laws that surround this. That way, when the shit doesn't go in the direction that you anticipated, you at least understand why. And if you have a better understanding why, maybe we can start to play chess as opposed to playing checkers. I'm not saying that the chessboard is going to always go in our favor, but the majority of us don't even know that. There are many people, oh, he was 17, he shouldn't have had a gun. So that's murder. No, that that doesn't classify as the same. Right. Everything, your feelings don't matter. Your feelings up, on your it don't matter. Do it's a, it it matter. do not matter. It is the fact versus the law that is standing. Now, all laws ain't good laws. Like we said, right. all policy and protocols are good protocols. That's not what we're saying here. What I'm saying is you have to know these things to maneuver around them, to know how to protect yourself as well as they're trying to protect themselves as they're clipping us off and getting away with it. Because they're going to bring out the stuff that can absolve them from these things. Can you oh, do yes, the same when yes. you're in trouble? Can you do oh. the same when you're in trouble? Oh, and just and to that's give the you question even we further ask evidence. Ourselves. And just to give you further evidence of what's going to help to get this kid off, I mean, we can say his whiteness, but the thing is, in this particular instance, um, there's a lot of evidence that is pointing towards self-defense. One of which, um, the, the dude that he shot in the arm, his last name was Gage. Gage has a friend who actually... Um, uh, who actually talked to the police when he was interviewed and testified that Gage said himself, I hate that I, um, that I hesitated and, um, when I pulled my gun out and I wish I would have just shot the kid. That said, you got, he got shot in the arm with the gun in hand and has that statement, he's going to get off on self-defense. It's going to be self-defense through and through. Now, if he would have got up and been shooting aimlessly, um, then, yeah, you could have got him. You could have actually pulled the, hey, you just came out here to shoot some protesters. But every person that he shot, and I, and I hate to say it like this, but every person that he engaged was directly engaging him after he was already retreating. <clears throat> I hear you, and just to be clear, Brock, I wasn't disputing anything you were saying because you did come with facts and you were just stating the you were just stating facts of what could possibly happen with this kid. I know you're not siding with this kid. No, no, not I, at I understand all. That. Not at all. I, I understand not at all. that. I hate I really hate that that kid was there and anybody who was involved was even there. Every like, time. It's heartbreaking. Because, and they say, oh well, he can't. 
you know, even, I, I had this debate with a friend of mine. They were, oh, well, he came from another, from 30 minutes away. I'm like, yeah, and the kid he shot stayed 40 minutes away. So are you saying they both shouldn't have been there because of the distance? Hey, because I but, believe the kid that he shot was only a year or two older. Yeah, but <laughs> let's let's but let's 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 flip it because we always have to flip it because some people don't see the other side. You know, if that kid was black in the same scenario, he, he would have been, been shot on sight. He would have been and of he would have been la- he would have been labeled as a black my Black Lives Matter act person that came to aggravate. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what would have happened. Of course. Instantly. Right. But that I mean, that's the narrative that's put out pretty much with a lot of this stuff going on. Even when you look at a lot of the um the rioting that's going on. I mean, I, I hope I'm not the only one seeing that the the crowd dynamic is very much so probably seventy percent white. And let me tell you what <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of it's a they got BLM shirts on. And everybody's face is covered up because, you know, COVID. But, I mean, a lot of that rioting and destruction that was going on ain't black people doing it. Right. But the narrative, because it falls under the umbrella of the social injustice wave and BLM, people just say, oh, okay, black folks are out there wreaking havoc on our cities. We got to protect them. And, and, and. Let's be real. Any real structured movement is going to have protection around them every time they step out. It is not a smart strategic strategy to be marching in all of these different cities blindly and not having some type of uh, military force with you. You know, we don't have a Black Panther Party, but I guarantee you if these marches was going on and everybody was aligned, we all had understanding, we'd be moving out where together. And that way we're protected. They'll know we didn't come out here for violence because we wouldn't have our our fingers on the trigger, but they'd also know that we're going to be here to protect our people. And we're all licensed and we're all out here to do the right thing. And we should all be on one accord in that, in that way. Mm -hmm. And it should be out there so that even when they do approach us, it's like, listen, go ahead and march and make your chance. Let's walk up and down and that we're out here. And we understand that if you come out here reckless with your guns, we're ready to use ours, but everybody running out here, random, somebody got a gun tucked over here but they all got everybody on the other side is all with their firearms, all standing in unison. You don't even know what's going to happen up in our chair because we're not coming from an organized place. We're coming in from all of these other places and we're marching out of emotion. You know? So, exactly. So, again, we are scattered and there's a strategy that must happen. And I want to say one more thing. Like, every time a brother loses his life, it'll be a lot much more power if our people just shut our mouths and be quiet. Just one go around. If everybody mm. it, and nobody said something, that'll do more damage to this establishment and everybody that's trying to shake things up because they wouldn't know what to do. They'd be so scared. They would think that we are planning something, even if we had nothing to, nothing going on, it, because they wouldn't know what to expect. They're so used to what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm wondering at some point, when are we going to at least just change strategy or shake it up, or when are we going to have somebody of importance come out and say, listen, this is idiotic. Abdur, you, you know, know who did that? We're doing the same thing. You know who did that? And it worked. Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. He didn't say a word after all his kneeling, and the media had no idea how to twist that narrative. Luckily, Donnie came in and saved them and gave them a narrative because oh, they, yeah. di- they didn't have one prior to that. Right. So you're right. Sometimes just being silent is the best thing. Cause it doesn't, yeah, but, but but most but most emotional people most emotional people are loud, man. Think about it. Most emotional people are loud, 
and that, we, that's we've already stated that we as a collective function heavily in our emotions before we look at what is actually going on. Like I said, I had people legit. This is the first time I've had this conversation in, you know, in the last, you know, 48 hours or so. And I had somebody flat out tell me, I don't give a damn about the facts. That white kid needs to burn. I'm like, uh, okay, so now the facts don't matter. Because well, and, the only, and, the, and the only time the fact when, when you when you're functioning in that space where facts don't even matter, then you're functioning in an emotionally emotionally volatile place. But we're we're in a racially charged moment right now, so yeah. But you are you going to fix that with emotions? Or are you going to fix that with strategy? Right. Yeah. It, it it has to be strategy. Nothing gets fixed with just emotion. Emotion can fuel strategy, but emotion without strategy is. Honestly, it's a man, you're, you're gonna, it, it's, it's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm. All right. Well, I, I love this conversation, man. We can continue another time. Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to stop it right here. I want to thank y'all brothers for chiming in. Bro, thanks for having us. Dropping some gems. And we'll do it again and see y'all in a couple weeks. Peace out. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. This is called Mike Paper Scissors.